Hi. Hello. How you doing? So good. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are two because we're missing our third birth professional and best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at Linden Tree Midwifery. And I'm Jess McKee. I am a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and also a birth assistant at Linden Tree Midwifery. Meredith is camping. She is, and it's a glorious weekend. Beautiful weekend. So happy for her. She's getting to spend some time with her family and little Lilu. Yes. I think they have Penny too, right? I'm not sure. I don't know either. I do not know. We should know that, know. but we don't. We do not. What are we talking about today? So uh, we're going to play a little game of uh, Never Have I Ever, kind <gasps> of. I have a flashback when you say that to oh, just yeah? like all the games, you know, when oh, you yeah. were like in high school, just out of high school, just sitting around the bonfire playing your drinking games. Oh, my God. I know. Gosh. Just like children, no worries in the world. Yeah. There are some crazy... Crazy stuff that happened during Never Have I Ever games. Uh, but I guess our version of Never Have I Ever isn't going to be actually Never Have I Ever. It's going to be kind of turned on its head. It's going to be like things that I said I would never do that I ended up doing when that it comes to child mm-hmm. rearing. Or, yeah, or birth. Anything. Just birth. anything. Parenting. Yeah. Adulting in general. I know. And the whole point of this, um, it's really hard when you have your own life experiences to see life through other people's eyes. And I know that people, especially people that have never had kids or people who had kids and did things a very certain way or didn't have any hard times with their kids or with their births, it's super easy to be like really judgy. I would never do that. I would never do that. Why would you do that? Did you just see (laughs) what that person just did? Can you even believe it? Look at the way that kid's acting in that cart. Unbelievable. <sighs> that was my kid, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's always your kid. <laughs> always my kid. Always. Uh, and so, yeah, it's to like, just to shed some like light that parenting and life is hard. And sometimes things don't work out like we planned. Ever. Yeah. Do they ever work out as we planned? No. Not so much. So when I started midwifery school, I think it was, it was definitely the first week. I think it was the first day. They decided to teach us this little lesson, which of course we weren't taught until several years later when it actually like came to fruition. But they were like, raise your hand if you would ever do this. And it was like, they were trying to get the feel of the room and to teach us that what we think we would do, we would not. Which is all about wisdom. Yeah. Whether it's birth or parenting or marriage or whatever. That's why the older we get, the smarter we are. So exactly. we're pretty damn smart, so Kimberly. Smart. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, raise your hand if you feel like checking a mom's cervix after 24 hours of labor is necessary. And I just remember like being adamantly against that. Yeah. Why would I do that? Why would I interrupt... The beautiful process that is birth to check the cervix. Her cervix blossoming like a flower. And I was like, no. And they're like, so what you're saying is in no way do you feel like it is necessary to check a cervix after 24 hours of labor. And I was just like, no, I would never do that. And now I'm like, oh, young Kim, you're so stupid. So what was your thought (laughs) process that you would... I thought I knew more than I did. Sit and wait it out. I don't know. how long? I just was, I, okay, I was in the whole like super trust birth and I'm a doula and I've never had to make any medical decisions ever. And so if a mom wants to labor for six days, that's fine. I had no idea about like maternal fatigue, uterine fatigue, the hemorrhage that I would have to deal with if they labored for four straight days. Like I just didn't know. And so they were like, okay, okay next question so they just kept asking all of these questions yeah and now when I look back on that day I was like oh my gosh you are just such a you were child a fetus <laughs> is a fetus in the uh, student midwifery world so that's what this game like for us today is more like the things that we really truly thought we would never do yeah and now we're like oh actually that's not so bad that's not so bad yeah. Can you? So, do you want to? Do you have anything you want to start so out? So, I will say because I'll do a little about my birthing career first, since we started talking about that. Um, 
But so so me personally in my personal child rearing, I did say that I would never ever use formula. And I know you talked about that too. I personally ended up because my breastfeeding journeys went relatively simple. Um did end up never using formula for my you children. You did not. No, you did not. But I used to be like an extreme, extreme lactivist. Before I had kids, I remember having conversations, of course, at parties where I'm talking to the people that none of us have kids and we're all drinking beer and we're all beautiful 20-something-year-olds. Theoretical parents, theoretical future parents. Yes, and I don't even think at this point I was a doula. And I was just like, I would equate giving formula or not breastfeeding to like child abuse. Oh my god. I did. I had that conversation. You you did. I would be like, the babies come out and it is their birthright (laughs) to have breast milk. You put that nipple in their mouth whether you want to or not. From them is a cardinal sin. Like masturbation. Yes. Yes. Now, I have never ever said that masturbation was a sin, and I have never ever said that I would not do that. Okay. I was just. Yeah. Some people do feel that way. <laughs> I know. Okay. The world talking about me. If they feel that way. I'm sorry. Go on. Some people still feel like breastfeeding or not breastfeeding is child abuse. Yes. So. Uh, that was one of mine too. Is that I? I swore I would never use formula. Like as I got into like natural childbirth and oh my gosh, why would I ever do that? And then I had Brock and I was like, you give him whatever the hell he wants yeah. to get him away from me. Well, you also, you also did not like you tried to breastfeed Oz. Yeah, I did for six months and looking back on it, he went through like a little nursing strike, you mm-hmm. know, because I started birth control. So had I known what I know now. Yeah. He would he would probably yes. still be nursing. And so that probably made you more judgy because I remember having that conversation with you after I met you and after you had had Oz. You're like, if only I knew what I knew now. And so going into being like a birth person and then having your own babies, you're like, I'm never going to do that. I'm going to do it right yes. now. I have all this knowledge. Yep. And then when I had Brock, I still ended up like... It was awful. It was just so awful because I had to leave in the middle of the night. Yeah, I remember. Chuck was like, I am not taking the time. I know, because I called you. I am not taking the time to heat up the breast milk that you have in the fridge. Like, that's not going to happen. He would, like, cry and scream. So we just just bought some formula. And it was not an easy decision. I definitely cried. But once I gave him the formula, it was great. Yeah. And I remember that it was also very hard on me at that point point in time because I was still a lactivist judgy pants yes it was very hard on me yes to it was judge you Be- and also you refused to give him the goddamn formula I did do so that. that remember the day that we went to King's Dominion and I asked you to watch Brock and I brought you formula and you were like I'm not giving him Satan's poison <laughs> and I was like okay fine well then you see if you can keep up with his nursing needs yeah and you couldn't so you yeah. ended up calling Tiffany you also came <laughs> over. That's right. She came over and nursed to nurse him. him. And you were like, I'm not giving my soul mate's baby formula. So I need you to come over here and nurse his child. So between <laughs> the two of you, you just nursed him all day long. Yeah. And you were like, that was hor- horrible. And I was like, yes, I gave you the can of formula, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and you refused to use that it. That is not my problem. No. And... That is also not something that I would ever judge anyone for anymore. No, and no. like when people, so I I view that now the same way I view a lot of other things. Like, let me tell me what you think about it. Tell me what you what your goals are, and I will provide you with education. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if you decide to do something different, then that is your decision. And she supports you. Yeah. So can we go back to like birth? Yeah. And. Can you remember like back in your new glisteny doula days? I do remember that. Things that you swore because nothing irritates me more than a know-it-all doula. Oh, yeah. They are annoying human beings. And if you're listening, you just stop it right now. Yeah. I was one of those. I was one of those. I started midwifery school as one of those, which is when I learned you don't actually know Know anything. Anything. (laughs) I still don't know anything. So I thought for sure, like checking a mom, interrupting her process, I would never do that. Now, if a if a new mom comes in in labor, that's like one of the first things I do. Yeah. And there's so many reasons for that. Yeah. But um, 
one other thing that I never, ever, ever thought ever would ever be necessary in my practice is an epidural. Oh, yeah. I would never have thought in my life that I would recommend an epidural for people because for sure. why would you? Yeah. But now I realize like, wow, epidurals are like amazing tools when someone has like an emotional holdup or just a physical holdup. If they're exhausted, if they need a nap, I'm like, yes. Or if they just don't want to have an unmedicated birth. Right. No. And that would be their choice. Yeah. But I never thought that an epidural would be my choice. Like mm-hmm. I never thought I would say, listen. I know you don't want the epidural, but I really think that is our that only you should get hope one. for a vaginal birth. Never thought I would say that in my life. Not ever. Yeah. I guess um, I, going back to that, when it comes to epidurals, probably when I was a brand new know-it-all doula, I definitely thought that natural birth, unmedicated birth, natural birth was like the be-all, end-all of births and that like... You know, watching the movies about, like, the cycle of intervention, which those things are true. Like, that can happen, but there are so many other things that can happen, too. Um, But, yeah, I just thought that, like, getting an epidural was just, like, a fast track to getting a cesarean. Yeah, me too. Um, And so I have now seen that I don't necessarily believe that to be true. Like, people have epidurals and have beautiful births. All the time. But I love epidurals for some people. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they go even longer without them. I know. I'm like, just get it. Get it. Take a nap. Have your vaginal birth. It's going to be great. But Well, I think that's also something where I like to talk to people about how we, as humans, tend to process our own experiences through other people's experiences. And we like to be validated in that. And so it's like, if you had all unmedicated births and it was easy or you liked it, you want other people to do that to validate that. And people who also don't like unmedicated births do that as well. Like they're offended by the fact that someone would want to have an unmedicated birth. And then one of the, like, yes, that. And we know, like for me, for example, we just had a mom this weekend that had her baby by herself because yeah. I wasn't even I didn't even leave my house yet. Yeah. Like that fast, that easy, that amazing. She just talked her husband through it. Yeah. And then at the same time on the same weekend, I had a baby with a mom who we had had two dry runs. Yeah. Third baby. So it's like why is it so different for yeah, so many for everybody. people? Like so the epidural goes along those lines, the vaginal exam goes along those lines. Like every birth is so different. I wish I could explain why or guess correctly who was going to have what kind of birth but yeah it's just crazy to me how much we really don't know and how vastly different everyone's labor is and how much we need to like allow or be open to 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 other people's experiences and for them to be able to like make decisions for themselves Mm -hmm. after you give whatever information you can So, like, along the lines with that, when it comes to, like, when I was raising my children, um, I had a lot of very strong ideals. Yes, you did. Like, (laughs) like there was a very specific way to do things and Mm -hmm. doing things outside of that realm. Like, terrible. Yeah. Unacceptable. And I don't know that I judged everyone else for doing things differently, Um, I uh, very often felt judged because I was doing things differently from the majority of people around me. Um, but a lot of those things, you know, I very successfully like pushed through and did them the way that I wanted to, but it was hard. Like it sucked and it led to party you die a little bit every time you were like holding on to that ideal. Yeah. Were you like, Jessica, just like go of the ideal and enjoy your day a little bit. But then you yeah. didn't. You wouldn't do it. I mean, it's just like, I'm glad that I breastfed for six years straight and did <laughs> baby led weaning and yeah. all that. And I think it's amazing. But I can also see now after going through that, like the shoe being on the other foot, like by the end of six years and not having your body to yourself, like I was ready to like go yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yes. So I did a little bit. Yes, you did. You did go a little bit crazy. Yeah. But you also had your, like, your mom is, like, yeah. super supportive in, yeah. in that. Can you imagine doing that with people, like, just stop? 
Yeah. Just stop nursing. This is your own fault. Just stop nursing. Like, no, I can't uh, imagine it. And my mom is also super supportive of me, like having home births and right. um, breastfeeding and like the way that I was, the fact that I didn't want to spank my kids or like all the things right. that I wanted to do with my children. But I think I learned a lot from watching other people judge. And I also learned a lot from being best friends with you because you did things completely different. So different. So when you would spank your kids in the middle of the street, I'd be like, I'm just going to look. Would beat that just ass. Just going to look the other way. I did not care. I, I knew you were so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'd swat at them and you would run sprinting, <laughs> sprinting in the opposite direction. But it's funny because because at the end, I remember you rented something. Oh, yeah. And you swatted her. And I yeah. was like, oh, oh, God, I'm a horrible influence. Oh, my God, this is terrible. And then I don't think I've ever spanked Brock. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Which is why he's so special in his own way. So we like ended up like completely going like mm-hmm. somehow melding together. Yeah, but it was yeah. like, how did we stay friends? But we, I yeah, we did. Like you, you, you would slowly bring your phone up in front of your face <laughs> <laughs> in slow motion and start scrolling. Yeah, and I'm like, are you looking at your phone? Yeah, no, not doing that. <laughs> not at all. Just sending you this meme about. Peaceful parenting. Peaceful parenting all the way. Really? Didn't you just punch Ryan in the face? Nor. (laughs) Okay, so along with like the spanking thing, which everyone does their own thing. I don't care if you spank your kid or not. I think all kids are different. If I had ever spanked Max, I don't think he would ever have been the same. So I think like like kids are different. But let's can we talk about um, co sleeping? Yeah. Definitely. I never in my wildest, craziest, most horrifically non-sex dreams thought that I would allow my kids to sleep with me until they were seven. Yeah. I knew I wanted to co-sleep. Yeah. And I did. In my wildest dreams, I never thought that I would still be sleeping with my 13-year-old and my 10-year-old. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I think I got mine out at seven because I have so many children that they like grouped up and yes. slept together by then but so I actually got Lila out of my bed at two and then Ren was born and then it turned into a, f- a family bed again while Ren was little and then at some point I got them both out of my bed again and oh, they yeah, had they were sharing like a room together they yeah. had their own room and then it became very apparent that it was not possible for Lila and Ren to share a bedroom anymore. No. Like it made life hell. No. Yeah. No. And so I did something that I would usually say I wouldn't have done, which is kind of let the kids run the household for your own peace. <laughs> and you share a bedroom with one yeah, of your kids. Yeah. So I actually yeah. gave Lila her own bedroom yeah. and started sharing a bedroom with Ren, who I still share. <laughs> a bedroom with. A bedroom with. Yes. Um, Did you ever think, like, 13 years ago, if someone were like, hey, in 13 years, you're going to be sharing a bedroom with a child so that another child could have their own room and be happy? (laughs) No. Can you imagine? And I don't regret it, though. My household was a horrible den of terribleness when they had to share a room. There was no peace. It was just constant screaming. Constant screaming. Constant screaming. So much anger. Yeah, I probably should have started spanking them right around then. You should have been beating them. You no. should have drug them out into the street God, and beat them with a that stick. That never worked for me. They would just <laughs> curl up into a ball and die. You'd um, raise your hand and then wither away. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, well, you're not even trying. You can't even yell at them. I know. How many times did you open that window and be like, hey! And then they look at you and you're like, ah, please don't do that. And I'm like, well, you started strong. And then from there, it got weak. Sometimes I feel like I'm yelling. I'm like, look, I just yelled. You're like, you sounded like the nicest damn person in the entire planet. That's like if Santa Claus was frustrated with an elf. (sighs) Yeah. And they wanted to talk about how they were hammering their... And like, hey, listen, let me show you how to do that. That's not yelling. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. I just have a hard time raising my voice in general. Even at the bar when I'm bartending. You never liked it. Sometimes you have to yell for everyone to hear, like... Yeah. About certain things. It's fun and for me I to can. watch you struggle I try. With that. I'll be like, everybody, last call for blah, blah, blah. And they're like, nobody, nobody, nobody heard can that. hear you. And I'm like, <laughs> I tried so hard. You just, you do the yelling whisper. Yeah. The yelling whisper. Yeah. Hey! 
everyone, <laughs> listen to me. Knock, I yell knock, enough knock. for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> I yell so much, no one responds to it anymore. Yeah. They're like, that's just her. She's just talking to herself. Yeah. Yeah. And so now that I am uh, getting divorced and my ex-husband no longer lives with us, um, yeah, now occasionally my older daughter does have her own room and she does sleep in it, but very often she will end up in bed with me Aww. and Ren and it's just the three of us just the three all of you. cuddled up in bed together. That sounds oh, um, so great. But, but that's another thing that I really used to judge and... So I was raised in a family where, like, my parents just celebrated their 45th anniversary. Yes. Like, my whole life, my parents loved each other and were there for each other and were, like, had a good marriage. What's this divorce thing? No one gets divorced. People don't get divorced. And so I, like, I was very, I was, like, a very, very... Um, I had this idea of like love and marriage. I was definitely a hopeless romantic. Like my Prince Charming was going to come sweep me off my feet. And I guess part of my life, it, it, it seemed like it was happening. Yes. But then, yeah, I had, I was reading my old journal from when I was like 19 the other day oh. and it was all just like. I would never let my marriage fail. No matter what happens, I'm in it till the end, forever and ever and ever. Oh my God. And, and then was, ever comes and you're like, yeah, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I never understood the whole divorce thing and I never ever wanted my kids to be raised in a home where they didn't have both their mom and their dad living yeah. with them. Yep. And that was super hard for me when it happens. That was the hardest yep. part of it for me. Yeah. It definitely, life will definitely challenge all the ideals you have growing up. My parents got divorced after 30 years and I was definitely like, I don't know. I was, I mean, I was in my thirties. Yeah. I don't know why I was so distraught by this, but I was like, oh my God, marriage isn't real. Like it's always going to fail. Blah, blah, blah. I never thought that I would make it this long. Yeah. I never thought that I would allow like... When you get married, you think, I would never stay married if the A, B, or C oh, happened. yes. And then Chuck and I had A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and the whole alphabet just yes. keeps going. And somehow we're still, yeah, it's working. And people sometimes judge for that. Yes. Looking in the outside, yep. like, they do it from both sides. It's like, if you decide to get a divorce, it's yes. like you get judged for being divorced. Yes. If you decide to stick at it through all the problems you get judged, you get for, judged that. for that yep. like not being strong enough or whatever mm-hmm. there's just judgment everywhere so much judgment in the end i feel like fuck all the judgy people i don't yeah. care i'm gonna do what i want i've definitely gotten to a point in my life now where um i used to like care what everybody thought and if somebody had an opinion of me that wasn't true or even if it was opinion it was true like i felt like i had to correct people and i was so upset if i wasn't liked now you're like the opposite of that. I'm so the opposite. You don't care at all. I'm like, Jess, do you know what you should care about? And you're like, no. <laughs> so I do care what the people that I actually care about think. That I do care yes. about. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why the only time I've cried in the past five years, you guys saw it. Because you thought you upset us. Yes. <laughs> but I'm not laughing at you crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I laugh at myself crying. <laughs> um... But yeah, I've come to the point where it's like, I know everybody talks about everybody because everybody's dicks. It goes back to our like, don't be a dick episode. Yes. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'll add to the rumors. Let yeah. them say whatever they want. It doesn't matter. I don't matter. care what they think. Like, It's yeah. hard when it's your family. Like, in the birth world, I watch a lot of moms struggle. Like, they want to do something, but they're main support people like say it's their mother it's like well i'm not going to be there if you do this yeah i'm not going to be there if you do that and it's like that's got to be so hard to like have the person that you love that raised you judging everything you do to the point where you're never felt that way before probably never (laughs) me either my mom loves me unconditionally you know she didn't raise not a not a she didn't raise you to be this way no not a damn thing that i've ever done has embarrassed or upset my mom yeah but it's really hard to watch like i I guess it's easier to judge people even if it's your own child than it is to like embrace them and love them for their differences and that's another thing that i wanted to talk about is that like when it comes to making boundaries for kids that can also be really hard because it's like 
there can be this like really up and down. It's really hard to find a good balance um, because it's like people who come from really strict families who felt like they could never make decisions for themselves. They either tend to either become super, super strict the same way or go the complete opposite and have (laughs) trouble making any boundaries, Yes, which was a problem that I suffered with. Yes. You suffered with you suffered horribly with that. Yes, I definitely did. <laughs> Take this marker and draw yourself some damn boundaries. <laughs> yeah. I don't wanna. So I've been working on having boundaries for my children, like finding a good way of like giving them some kind of structure, but also giving them freedom to like make decisions for themselves and know that they're supported in those decisions. So hard. It is so hard. There's such a thin line between teaching a kid to have boundaries and teaching them to be able to stick up for themselves and then just them being re- disrespectful assholes. Yeah. At Evie, for example, is very, is walking that very, it's like Johnny Cash a, all day long. Such a thin line. Barely there walking that line. But every once in a while, you and Chuck are disrespectful assholes. So it's like oh, she comes by it honestly. It's very honest. <laughs> it's so honest. And, and, you know, Chuck always likes to point that out to me when I yeah. am a disrespectful asshole. Yeah. And I do the same to him. So it works out. You definitely do point that out to him. Do you hear my chicken? Is that your chicken? Yeah. I thought one of your kids was playing a kazoo. No, it's like a dying chicken, oh. possibly laying an egg. I really yeah. don't know what's happening. So I always, so I, when I was first starting to have kids, had this vision in my head of myself as being like this happy homemaker who is eventually going to have chickens and raise their <laughs> eggs. And I would buy a quarter side of pasture raised beef. And I, yes. I got my, um, you know, my raw milk every week. You did that, And I yes. imagine myself, like, homesteading and my kids walking around <laughs> in, like, flowy skirts. Yeah. <laughs> they do that. They they do do that. Yes. But they were, I had always said, like, they were never allowed to have soda. Yeah. They weren't supposed to eat fast food. No. <laughs> but Isn't it cute how things change? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Now when I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm going through the McDonald's drive-thru because I ran out of coffee. <laughs> I do that a lot. And I'm like, that's cool. That's like nothing like old Jess. Yeah, but never use anything but her fresh press. I know, right? For her freshly ground coffee beans. And I still (laughs) use my French press. But life has kind of knocked me down a few notches. No, but no, it's not knocked you down. It's knocked you over. It's knocked me over. You're just in another box. Taught me a lesson. Yeah. Like taught you that lesson. Yeah. But before I had kids, I could never imagine like giving them a McDonald's French fry. And I remember when and and I did a lot of other things like I breastfed them. I gave them good food. I gave them raw milk. But like when you go through a McDonald's drive through and you know that they are just going to shut the hell up if you just, give yes. them like five McDonald's just french fries. Throw some french fries at them like no, ravaged beef. I think french Take fry it. was like Ren's first word. <laughs> Move french fry. I did that and then I saw that video about obesity. Do you yeah. remember this? Yes. It was pre-TikTok, but it was yeah. like we wonder why we're, our entire country and our children are now obese. And it was like... All these videos of moms passing French fries back, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I'm a horrible mom. I'm a horrible mom. My kids so are all going to weigh 400 million pounds oh my and god. die of heart attacks." And then I was like, "Wait, wait a minute. No, they're not. They're not because you're giving them the good stuff too. Yeah, they get the good stuff too most of the time. <laughs> Some you Some offer it a p- portion of their life. They don't always eat it, no, but they, they offer you offer it. No, um, yeah, so." I never became the homesteader, never got chickens. I stopped getting my raw milk. Um, I buy pasteurized milk now. Do you remember those panicked phone calls when you'd be like, listen, could you please, could you please pick up my raw milk? Yes. Because I lived in Woodstock. Yes. I don't get it today. I'm going to have to, whatever, whatever it was that you would maybe feel bad for yourself. I don't know. Well, but I'd be like, Chuck be like, where are you going? I'm like, I gotta go get Jessica's raw milk. <laughs> you know how, you know how upset I get when we are. I used to, and people would get upset with me. Yes. And so if you I still get upset. About yes. That. And so like, I was supposed to pick up my raw milk by a certain day and I'm not super good with scheduling, Terrible which I scheduling. am getting better at that. You are getting better. Um, but if I didn't pick up the raw milk and it was still there when they came the next week and they were very understanding about it. But every once in a while, I'd be like, they'd get a text Listen. like, so you left your milk and one of the jars broke. And, 
And so then I get then I started getting a complex that I was gonna like disappoint the milk people. <laughs> <laughs> you did. It was a huge deal. Yeah, it was a huge deal. Yes, because but also not so huge that you would get in your car and drive the ten miles because you just couldn't bring yourself to do that either. Oh, I know. <laughs> God, hated doing that. Hated it. I don't know why, but so I have something else that I. Like, um, if you're a birth worker or just a desperate mom, desperate dad, even like I never thought I would let someone besides my family watch my kids. Yes. Like, and you are the only person that's not our actual family that Chuck would ever let watch. I remember that because I thought Chuck hated me because he was so gruff and big. (laughs) <laughs> Which is, I look back at that now, and I'm like, I can't believe I was scared of that. Why could you be afraid of that? And you're like, teddy bear. Chuck loves you. He's the only one that 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 he, he trusts to watch his That's kids. His love face. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, just looks like he's gonna disembowel someone. That's his normal face. Isn't it so funny that I be, was the first person you'd actually allow to watch your kids, and then it turned into uh, when you would want someone to watch your kids, you stopped asking me and be like, well. Mary Yes. Let's not ask Jeff watch anymore. our kids. <laughs> That's because your kids are older than mine. You got out of the parenting phase way sooner than I did. And I'm like, she's going to keep them alive, but maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith will actually cook them a meal. Jess will be like, she gave a crap for yourself. Yeah. Yes. My not anymore. Yeah. I bet no, she won't she anymore. She won't anymore. Yes. She'll be like, she's, she Figure has a child now. She has other things to think about. Yep. She's not going to have any patience to give your kids angel hair with sugar on it. No, she will. <laughs> She'll be like, get out of here. I'm nursing. <laughs> leave me alone. But Let I, me spirit some breast milk in your we, mouth and leave. <laughs> Go away. Uh, we got to the point where we just were, because I don't have family here. Chuck has family here, but they work. And we just got so desperate. Yeah. We, like, we would call you. I would call you for like an emergency work situation but i would never ask you to watch my kids for a date or something do you know what i mean because there was a point in time i was coming to your house on a regular basis at like four in the morning yes because to watch the kids so chuck could go to work it was horrible that was horrible eight years ago god that was a long time ago (laughs) but because you were helping so much with like us working i would never be like hey also could you watch them while we go out and have a beer like i just I know it's happened. It has yeah. happened because I've like literally just been dying a slow death on my inside. <laughs> it's been a long time. God, it was horrible. Kind of stay by themselves. Now, yeah, they can totally stay by themselves. But there was a point where like we were letting people watch our kids that we wouldn't typically let them watch our kids yeah. because we needed like you it, needed a break. Well, it was like it was more for work. Like he was working, I was working. It was before he quit his job, and. I just, I could, I would never would have thought like, I also got really desperate maybe four years ago and started looking at like the nanny websites. Yeah. Never. I would be like, Oh my God, how could you leave your kids with someone you don't know? And I'm like, Oh, I get it now because all day and night you're breathing in your children and then you're breathing them out and then you're pooping, but with your children because they won't leave you alone. And I was just like, I'm going to look on one of these Uh websites to see if we can get somebody to take this child. Cause once they were all in school, it was just Brock and he is just like nonstop, but it was too expensive. I would have done it. Yeah. I would have done it. I never thought I was going to be the person like baby me getting married. So blissfully in love, thinking about having babies and rubbing my tiny belly where nothing was yet. (laughs) I never thought I'd be the mom who is so like stressed out that I was like, oh my gosh, my appointment ended an hour early. I'm going to go to a bar and talk to strangers that I've never that met is before. Never anything I would have done in my wildest no. dreams. And then on my way home, I'm going to pick up Chinese food. Yes. Cause I don't feel like cooking anything. Yeah. <laughs> that became never, a staple of mine. Yes. You every time, every chance that. I got, you would call me and you'd be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, so I finished up my appointment and I had a little time and then I went to you and Jack's yeah. and I had a really good conversation and four hours later it was midnight. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened. Where are the kids? <laughs> ah, they're at home. They were with Brian. <laughs> but it's like they you were just, safe. They were fine. You just can't imagine 
how you're going to turn out. Like yes. the things that you would allow yourself to do in the birth world. Yes. The things you would allow to, yourself to do as a mom or a dad or a friend or a spouse. Yeah. Even. It's like we have to know that saying you would never do something. Yes. And is this is not a thing. Also not to say that you shouldn't research things and have high ideals and try to do the best that you can yes. and always be self-improving. I'm working every day to try and be self-improving. Yes. I fail at it miserably Me very too. often. Yep. But I'm always trying to figure out like where I stand now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more just about like just like we how often do we tell people now like if you are alive and your kids are alive, at the end of the day, you won. You are winning. Yeah. Chinese food is also fucking delicious. Okay. I freaking love Chinese food. It's delicious. It's and one of my favorite things in the world. My kids beg me to get Chinese food and I won't do it because it's like a million dollars to yeah. feed a family of a hundred. Yeah. But it's fine. Yeah. So it's time for us to go to break. When we come back, we will talk about a little bit more about things that we said we'd never do that we have done. But we will also, I think we have a birth story of the week. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Let's go to break. Cue the music. Oh, yeah. So today's sponsor for our episode is us. We started our Patreon recently, and there are special benefits that you can get just by being a patron of our podcast. So if you love our podcast and you would love to support us and putting out more great content, um, sign up for our Patreon. There's three different levels of support that you can give. Any little bit goes a long way in uh, helping us be able to continue making this podcast a reality. And for everyone who is supporting us already, um, we adore you. We thank you so much. Um, And we look forward to entertaining you guys for a long time to come. All right, let's go back to our episode. Welcome back from that delightful break. We are porch sitting. Yes, we are. Beautiful, beautiful evening. I know. I am just, I'm loving summer so much, but I also get so sad because it's going so fast and I know it's going to be gone before we know it. Yep, it is. The Hootenanny's coming up and... To me, that's like, oh, it's the end of summer. Oh, so sad. Never have I ever thought that I'd be almost 40, but here I am. Here you are. Almost 40. Never have I ever thought I'd be in my mid-40s, and here I am. But you know what? (laughs) I never thought that I'd be 40 and be this much fun, but I think we're pretty damn cool. You're so fun, and you're so hot. (laughs) You're like the hottest almost 40-year-old ever. You're so fun and so hot. Ah, Stop it. Okay. <laughs> Never All thought. All right. <laughs> I think my butt looks better now than it did when I was 24. Looks good. It's a good butt. But, you know. I don't know how you have that thigh gap thing happening. That but. might also be my failing eyesight, so. <laughs> but I have glasses. Yeah. And I can tell you, your butt looks good. I think. It looks good. I mean that in the most non-sexual way. Yes. That any human being can mean Anything any, at all. Anything at ever. all. <laughs> I don't know. Everything anybody says can be turned sexual to me, but shockingly, that doesn't happen when you talk to me. No, it doesn't. Anyone yeah. else that can say anything, you somehow turn... Didn't Chuck say something about that Yes. Today? So I had an experience today. Oh, are you going to talk about I'm that? I'm not going to say it all in detail. Okay. Go Shoot. Go ahead. So, as everyone knows, I am getting divorced. I now... Do not have a husband living with me, and I only have kids living with me half of the time. Part time. (laughs) So there are large chunks of time where I just live by myself. Yes. Which is also something I never, ever thought I would do. Because I never lived by myself before, and I never thought I ever would. Yes. But I'm enjoying it. But when one lives by themselves, you know, it's like the house is yours. There's no you one else there. could possibly walk naked from one room to another. I do it all the time. Why would you I not? I walk around in different states of undress. <laughs> there are certain activities that one can partake in in their, you know, public areas because they're not public anymore. <laughs> that So you're saying you have a large private area? <laughs> <laughs> yes. My public area has become... my. My private area, because no one's there anymore. And so every once in a while, I do private things in in the public rooms of my house. That used to be public, that are now private. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, my front door has windows that are not covered. a lot of windows. Uh But I keep telling you, you should find a way Uh to cover 
I know, but I haven't done that. You have not done that. <laughs> so, so that bit you in the ass recently, did it? Yeah. <laughs> so today I had been partaking in a private activity <laughs> in said public area. <laughs> and then I fell asleep. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I think I peed a little already. <laughs> I fell asleep with a tool from some of the things I had been doing. Yes. Falling, as- I, it was next to my head. Yeah, why would it not be next to your head? Yeah, that's where everyone stores their tools from their private area. <laughs> so there was once upon a time where having a drop in from your parent without them, you know, not announcing big, they no were coming deal. would be no big deal. My kids were always there. My husband was always there. The door leads to the public yeah. area. So I fall asleep. I wake up. I hear a noise on the porch. My dad's looking in the window, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> But then the worst part of it is, yes, I grab the tool, yep. and I shove it under a blanket. Don't know if he saw it or not. But then He's I stand up tell you. to open the door, and I had to zip up and button my <laughs> pants. <laughs> so what were you doing in your public now private area? It sounds like I you was were maybe just sleeping, trying on some clothes, sleeping unclothed, you know, sleeping yeah, partially, sleeping the partially tool was clothed, shoehorn. Yes, the <laughs> shoehorn to get his shoes on and off to put my shoes on. Yes, yes. Uh huh. So that's that, so humiliating. I would have been humiliated. I would have been yeah. like, "Could you get off my porch and then come back onto my porch like you weren't <laughs> like just did, onto no. my porch?" We did what my family does, and we pretended, pretended nothing pretended happened. Nothing happened. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So going back to that, today I was at the Legion with Chuck, or with you and, and Chuck, but I'm talking to Chuck at the bar, and as people know, I like to make sexual puns. I can turn anything. Constant. And Chuck says stuff all the time. Constant. It's like, he doesn't even realize the things that are coming nope, out of his mouth. it just happens. He so just... He, he said something, and I made a joke, and he goes, why do you always have to turn stuff into that? And he was like, and I was like, I don't know, it's just so easy and so fun. And and then he said something, I was like, and then he said something like, he's like, maybe that's the reason why your dad found you in your house with a shoehorn next to your head. I was like, <laughs> good point taken. Point touche. Could also be true. Toupe. <laughs> yeah. You must have said that when I walked out of the bathroom yes. because I looked over and you guys were laughing so hard <laughs> and I wanted to take a picture of the two of you laughing together because it was so cute and I did not have my phone on uh-huh. me. Because you were both like, bah! I was like, oh, it's like a hearty laugh moment yeah. that you just want to capture and I can't. <laughs> can't do it. So talking about not having your phone. Yes. Moving on. That is another thing. I was yes. so strict about screen time yep. when I had my first kid. Yeah. And I swore I was never going to let my kids be those p- kids that watch TV or have Screen tablets or, or tablets. have phone. Yeah. When Lila was born, she was not allowed to watch any screen time until she was two. Okay. And then she was only allowed to watch two different things. She was allowed to watch the Gruffalo over don't, and don't over that and is. over. That's horrible. Most people are going to know what the Gruffalo is. Don't know what that is. And then she was also allowed to watch Shaun the Sheep. Oh, Shaun the Sheep. Yep. Yeah. Audrey it's Sean the Sheep. Watched Sean it's the Sheep. Sean the Sheep. <laughs> I've never actually watched it, but I've yeah. watched a lot of Sean the Sheep okay. because it was one of the only things she was allowed to watch. What made you choose those? Um, so they seemed more creative, and oh. there was very little like talking or dialogue in them. So to yeah. me, it seemed more like imagination. Basically, right. the Gruffalo just walks around, and you hear snow crunching. The mouse talks a little bit and tells a story. Oh, and Sean the sheep, there's like no talking. It's basically just bah! and every oh. once in a while, the farmer's like. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Actually, now that you make that sound, I think I recognize that show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Ren came along. And you were like, just take the damn TV. Yeah. And then I had two kids. Yeah. And then they were allowed to watch TV more because once you have two kids, it's so much harder. So hard. To juggle everything. Uh, Oscar used to, I never had like a preconception of how much TV I wanted my kids. Like I didn't have TV growing up, but 
when Chris was little, we used to watch Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. When I was a teenager, that was the only like reprieve from parenthood that I got. Yeah. Was to put in a show and then I would do homework. Yeah. It's not even that I was doing anything fun. I just had no. to do my math homework, whatever <laughs> stupid shit I had to do. Because so, you were awesome and you graduated uh, school and became a successful uh, midwife, even though you had that. a child at 16. I did do that. Thank you for saying it that way. Yeah. But we watched a lot of Winnie the Pooh and Aladdin. I have seen Aladdin. The original Aladdin so many times. I know yeah. all the songs. Oh, yeah. The words. Word. We still Every play word. it. Oscar will put it in and I'll sing the show tune on yeah. the top of my head. Um, and then, so I didn't really care, but Oscar was really into um, Little Einstein. Okay. Like Baby Einstein. Yes. And then he graduated to Little Einstein with the song and the Little yeah. Red Rocket Ship. Yeah. And then the rest of them watch like porn and snuff films. <laughs> porn and snuff I don't films. give a shit. I think it what was actually watching. better for your kids to watch porn and snuff films because when you used to let them watch those, what were those little animals that were like superheroes and they'd go around saving people in like capes? There was like a duck and something else. And oh, God. It was the... Um, I hated how all of them talked and they all annoyed me. They were... I just thought it was cute. I did not mind that one so much. Hated that show. What is that show called? Can't remember. Teamwork. Yes. What's, What's gonna, gonna work? work? Oh my god, so cute. So cute. When I was pregnant with Max, I was so tired all the time and Oscar got up. Like, he would sometimes get up at like 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Why? Why did he do that? So I would get up with him and I would lay on the couch and put him on my hip mm-hmm. because he was so ungodly smart. I was afraid he would like try to cook yeah. a meal and burn the house down. He was very smart. So... I put him on my hip and we would watch TV until I am not even kidding. 10 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. Don't give a shit. I was so tired. I was like, just sit on my hip, watch TV until it's time for you to get up and make me breakfast. Yeah. Because I don't feel good. It yeah. was awful. I did I, all those things. I know. And then, and your kids, you know, you're a great parent and your Aww, kids love you. You're a great parent. And I think my kids are, are great. And they've, and I think that kids, you know, they've learned to deal with, Whatever it is, it's come their way. But then, like, with r- my kids, I also didn't want them to have tablets. They yes. didn't get any tablets or anything until just a couple years ago. Yeah. Now Ren is obsessed. So uh, yeah. is Evie. Yeah. And I catch her watching it in the morning before I even get up. Yeah. And for the record, I didn't get the tablets, but now they have them. And Ren like is just... cocaine. You can't really take it away once they have it. Yeah. No. And, uh... Ren has like zero ability to regulate herself, mm-hmm. which I'm going to have to work She's on, but I'm not Jess. really quite sure how to do it because every time I try to help her regulate herself, it doesn't work. No, Mm-mm. no, she can't. She's like a tiny you. You're like an adult. Ren. She's like a tiny drunk me. Yes. A dr- tiny drunk. Yes. That's yes. true. Yeah. Because I regulate my decisions better when I'm sober. So, yes, know, just sorry. I hesitated. <laughs> no, it's okay. Sometimes I don't. There's sometimes still some really bad decision making happen. I have to happening. say that like our kids do a lot more. I never wanted my kids to have I never minded TV, but they're all super into video games. Like they're yeah. all gamers except for Evie. And that I don't like. Like I hate it. But Chuck will be like, You have to stop. Like they're not yeah. all gonna be like you. Like they're not all bookworms. They're not interested in that. Like it's okay that they're playing these video games, but I mean, they're like, they're really good, really good at gaming. And so I realize and recognize there's a whole world out there for people like that. So I'm just letting it go. And maybe they'll work their magic at SmashCon this year. Trying to respect their own individual personalities. Instead of feeling like, I feel like a lazy parent. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just sitting here reading a book and he's out there playing a video game. Like, I am a lazy parent. But but you're definitely not a lazy parent. You do more with your kids than most people I've ever seen. Obnoxious. So the other day I was at that birth, which we'll talk about like all night. And I came home and instead of like, I just wanted to sleep. Yeah. Instead, I was like, no, we're going to play a board game because I haven't seen you in 12 hours and we are going to spend time together. And they were just like what <laughs> like, no but then i drive them crazy because i'm like mandatory one-on-one time and they're like gosh darn it <laughs> i need to start being more like you when i come home from a birth I and i like you when i come home from a birth and i've been up all night i walk in the door say hi to the kids immediately walk into my bedroom take off my pants fall asleep and if anyone wakes me up i'm like 
You know that I just got off from a bar. What are the rules? <laughs> you don't wake up all when she just got off from a bar. I will go right. To, I do go right to sleep if it's been. Like, if I'm really exhausted, I will walk in. I'll hug and kiss them all and then be like, I'm going to take a nap. I have to. But if I can rally, yeah. I will do it. Uh, but you know what I do now that I never thought I would do? Not ever. Do you remember that? It's not too long ago. Bisquick or someone came out with a commercial that shows that you could sleep in. Or you can make memories with your kids by making pancakes. Ugh. Fuck you, Bisquick, or whatever you were. You can make memories with your Waffle, kids making falafel. pancakes at 10. God. So it was like, I saw that commercial, drilled me right in the heart. That was the whole point. So then I like didn't sleep in for so long because I was like, I should be up. I should be spending every waking moment with my children. And now, do you know what time I got up this morning? What time? Nine o'clock. Yes. Nine. I woke up and I almost went back to sleep again. And I was yeah. like, perhaps you should look at your clock. And I was like, oh, yeah. nine o'clock. I slept till 10 the other day. I know. I don't get up. Chuck does not wake me up. The kids don't wake me up. I'm like a whole new person. It's amazing. I'm in the dream over here. I usually sleep till nine. Today, last I night, <laughs> I was particularly tired. I don't usually sleep much past nine. But I was particularly tired last night and this morning because I was at a birth all night and like almost all day yesterday. And so I did sleep till 1030 this morning and wow. someone stopped by my house who is not my dad and was like, are you still asleep? And I was yeah. like, piss off. Yeah, I am. And yes, these are the clothes that I wore last night and fell asleep in. Yeah. So <laughs> whatever. What about I it? was so tired last night. I couldn't even take off the clothes. Couldn't I went to have a beer in. <laughs> Okay. Don't even get out the tools. Judge away. No, there was no there was no shoehorns last night. But it's night. really hard to to not care about judgment. It's so hard. I never thought I would sleep in. Thanks to people like Bisquick, I always felt like I had to be up every waking moment. You know, my kids do not wake me up to eat. You know how they wake you up to eat? Yeah. They, they don't, don't do oh, that. Oh, they don't anymore. No, no. No, me either. I'm like, yeah. you find your damn self some breakfast. Yeah. Unless you have to cook it or flambe. Like, you can cook things. Just don't try to light it on fire. Yeah. So, oh. and we're different that way, too, because I never had strict bedtimes for my kids because my kids were always with me and I didn't have, like, a job that I had to be at every day and they were homeschooled. So basically, they could stay up till they wanted. They'd usually go to sleep when I did. Right. And they could wake up when they wanted. So my kids have always gone to bed late and have woken up late with me. And it worked for us. And then when Evie started spending the night, because you would always wake up early to make them the goddamn pancakes. Sorry. Bisquick, it's not my fault. She would come in at 6 a.m. and wake me up and be like, Jess, I'm starving. I'm starving. What is for breakfast? And I'd be like, Evie, you, if you don't get the hell out of my in room. this house, I do not get up and make breakfast. You go out there like a scavenger and you rummage, you rummage through the cabinets. Go to the garden if you have to. I don't care. Until you find something to eat. But do not wake me up and ask so, me to make you pancakes and bacon. I, <laughs> I don't do bacon, by the way. Yeah. Just pancakes. <laughs> so I, I am a late night person. Like I... Not anymore. Like, I will go to bed very early now. But when yeah. I was younger, I would stay up until midnight or one. Chuck and I did it, too. We'd go to yeah. work. We'd work together. We'd stay up till midnight, one, two. And then we'd sleep until, yeah. like, eight or nine o'clock. That, that's my natural sleep cycle. Now that my kids are getting older, I've been staying up later. But I like the kids to go to bed at a decent time because they're assholes in the morning if they don't. Yeah, because they kind of... Well, they are starting to sleep in later if they go to yes, bed late. But they yes. used to not. They, they used would to just not. They would always get up at 6 or 6.30. So awful. So last night, Chuck worked. And I was so tired because I had the birth. Like, I got yeah. called or whatever. But for some reason, I just couldn't fall asleep. So then Brock is all like, can we watch New Girl together? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, we can watch an appropriate adult comedy. Yes, get in my bed and we'll do that. <laughs> so Chuck didn't get home until like midnight. Oh, my goodness. And me and Brock and Evie, we're just all laying there watching Schmidt and Nick Miller laughing hysterically. And he goes, why? Are they all still awake? And I was like, I don't know. Because it's midnight and we have nothing else to do but watch New Girl. And I know I'm going to sleep in until 9 or 10. I don't really care. Yeah, I have nothing to do. Yeah, so it was just funny because I'm so used to having them on a schedule. When school starts back up. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of inappropriate things for kids, you yep. had another one that you said things that you thought you would never do. I don't remember what it was. Oh, their language. Yeah. Oh, God. My kids have the worst language, worst language I have ever heard, ever. 
And um, well, let's be honest. You and Chuck have never had the horrible. best language I have ever heard. No, and it just gets worse. We're like drunken sailors, night and day. Yeah. It's so terrible. My mom is so upset by this, and my Grammy hates foul language. Yeah, hates it. It's a sign of stupidity and ignorance to yes. her. So I would really try until the end. Like her last two years of life, I was dropping f bombs left and right. She would never say anything. Yeah. But my kids now, oh. and it used to just be like upstairs playing video games. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah. They're like, screw that. Or, or if you heard them, you'd be like, ah, I know, language, language, language. And now you should hear them talk to each other. They brought the PlayStation or Xbox or whatever downstairs last night. So it's Max and Jacob and Evie and Brock. And they're out there. And it was last night. So again, we're all up. I don't care. I'm watching TV doing whatever and they're like would you fucking shut up jesus or sit the hell down you're such an asshole and they're just yelling at each other evie won't do it evie and brock are still a little young but i used to be like how dare you how dare you speak i'm like yeah shut up i can't hear the show (laughs) like it's so awful people are so offended by this but i just don't give a shit and i had a client that was like your son says fuck and i'm like yeah, she goes, that's a beautiful thing. We need more colorful language. If he's a good person, you let him drop that. I think that's awesome. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, you're right. So now my kids are out of control. Yes. It's out of control. And Don't so care. my kids do not talk like that. Ren probably does when I'm not around. But I used to never use any kind of... Ever. Any kind of bad language. Just recently you dropped the F-bomb and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you said fuck. But, um, well, I will correct myself. I went through a period of time, like end of high school, like teenage, early 20, very early 20 years where I did have bad language. And then for a very long time, I would never, ever, ever say a bad word ever. It was just not even part of my vocabulary anymore. And so now recently, sometimes I do drop some foul language. Yes, you do. But my children don't, and I try not to in front of them. Which is good, because then they do it in public, and it's really embarrassing. But I've noticed, like, they're around bad language all the time. Like, they don't care. You guys can talk however you want in front of them. But if I accidentally say drop, like, an F-bomb in front of them, or, like, any word. Your whole life is over. They're like, What did you just say? You're so sweet like, and innocent to it's them. It's not like you haven't heard it before. <laughs> Only when Kim says it. Yeah. And that's different. They're like, oh, that's okay. That's yeah. fine. That's because they're scared of me. <laughs> yeah. So when you're scared of someone, bad language just goes along with that. <laughs> that's right. So I think that pretty much wraps up the things that, and I'm sure that there's more things, and we'll give a synopsis so on not being things. judgy and walking a mile in a person's shoes and all that stuff but i think that we have a birth story of the week um i'm gonna tell one because i think it kind of goes along with this episode um i'm not gonna tell all the details but there's being a birth worker and helping people like part of our job is to help people come up with like a birth plan yes and going back birth vision a birth vision whatever you want and going back to like know-it-all doulas or whatever there's a a lot of times that birth care professionals would think like birth plans were terrible or whatever because you were just setting yourself up for failure and that you weren't seeing that things could go wrong and it has evolved more into instead of it being like this is the way my birth has to be or I'm going to be totally upset to being like these are the things I have information about and I, these are the things I think if this is going on and it's more of just like this is how I'd like it to happen but doesn't have to and if things go not according to plan this is what I want. And so I just like very throughout my doula career like I have seen the majority of the births that I've attended have been unmedicated births whether in the hospital Mm -hmm. out of the hospital like people had birth plans that worked and so yeah it's it's been like interesting how my thinking of how birth goes has evolved over the years into like this is what you want and this is the information you have this is my what, what might happen if it goes wrong and so I had this client who like 
in quotations is just like, you know, the perfect client, you know, does yes. everything right. Everything right. Eats beautifully, goes to the chiropractor, does all the spinning babies exercises, like researches everything. Um, like she was super, super open minded and um, was like, you know, knew that things could go wrong. Um, and but she really wanted an unmedicated birth and, you know, like all the things that a lot of people that hire us want. Right. And she did everything she could to prepare for it, like went to the classes and all the other things I talked about. And so she ends up needing to be induced um, for a good reason. And and it wasn't even the induction. Her induction was going beautifully. Like she's progressing well. Everything's going. It looks like it's going to be like, you know. Easy peasy. Easy Short, peasy. Yeah. Good birth. Um, but then it's like, as often happens when something is not quite right, you get to that end of the thing right before you're almost completely dilated and everything stops working right. Yeah. And so she had been unmedicated all the way up until that point. And we could tell that there's some kind of position thing going on. And we had her in every position under the sun. Because you said all the providers in that hospital were mm-hmm. like trained in spinning babies yep. and they were doing all the all things. All working together. We're all talking about options, all trying all the things, like everything that I could think of to try and other things that they knew that I don't usually try, like hours and hours and hours of this woman unmedicated doing everything she possibly sounds exhausting. can. And then it's like, okay, this isn't working. And so then it was like, all right, let's move on to the next step of trying to get an epidural. So she does that, gets an epidural, even in the epidural, doing all the positions, all the things, up, down, on her head, all over, like, and we just cannot get this baby to budge, and things are just not not progressing, working, and then actually start going the opposite direction. So what you're saying is the cervix can close. Yes. Yes, I know. I was just being... Cervix can do that, despite yes, what can. some people say. Yes, they can. Um, And so, yeah. So she, she ultimately ended up getting a C-section, which is like, it's so hard for people that wanted unmedicated births. And sh- so far as like, she's handled it with such like grace and was the whole time, you know, was just such a strong, like amazing how she handled it like okay yeah we, we tried everything we did everything I mean, you literally did everything this is like, okay the whole time you were there you were like we yeah. tried this and we're trying that and yeah and so like i feel like when we were new providers that c-sections were like the c-word yes the ultimate fail yeah like yeah evil or something like we didn't do our job if someone had a cesarean yeah but now it, and it's still because of, you know, if you use evidence-based practices, it happens less often. But still knowing that, like, coming around to seeing, like, cesareans can be amazing tools, too. Yes, they can. And yeah, I mean, there are ama- they are amazing They are tools. amazing tools. Yeah. Like, they can be overused, but when they're not overused. They are overused. Yes. <laughs> but when they're not. Any tool can be overused. Okay. Any, anyone. I will remember that. <laughs> This might be some of your advice that I put in my spank bank and ignore. Ignore it forever. <laughs> the proverbial spank bank. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So basically just comes down to it's like there's so much judgment in the world. Yes. Everybody judges us for everything we do. I'm judging you right now, but I'm not going to tell you what it's for. Okay. I'm you can tell kidding. me after the microphone starts. I will do that. Yeah. <laughs> but like... We don't need more judgment. No. Judgment doesn't help anybody do better. No. It just makes us feel bad and do worse. Really? It's kind of like if you're having an anxiety attack or like, I know people that struggle with depression and they're like, the worst thing is for someone to be like, all you got to do is snap out of it. Yeah. I don't understand what the big deal is. Calm down. Oh God. Could you just calm down? No. No. Stop judging me. Yeah. <laughs> Part of my like goal with that as I've seen how judgment made me feel like growing up in parenting, like in every way in life is to try and be a more understanding person. I think I'm yes. doing better at it the older I get. It's called wisdom, Jess. Yes. We're becoming more wise. We are becoming more wise. Beautiful, wise crones. <laughs> yes, we are. And I guess this episode was to, you know, 
if more people were supportive instead of judgy, I think the world would be a better place. And also there's a lot of things that you don't ever think you would do or tolerate or try, but you can't say that unless, I mean, there are some things, for example, I would never stab you in the throat with a knife. I can say that with 100% certainty certainty that that would never happen. Yes. But yes, most things you might find yourself doing something you never thought you would ever do or not doing something that you thought you would always do. And yeah. I think we just need to step back and, and as be long a as, little more okay. As long as it's not something that is like so wrong, like somebody's being actually hurt or stabbed abused, in the throat, stabbed in the throat, <laughs> that we don't understand like other people's circumstances are not our circumstances and we don't understand what they're going through. Just like not everyone understands what we're going through. Exactly. So it's time now at the end end of this episode. So I'm going to go back to our old episode saying and be like, um, try and listen to people and don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Cheers. Cheers. Tin cans.